Fathers, the father of a country, the father of a family. There are a lot of fathers remembered this Father's Day weekend. But above all else, there is our Heavenly Father. Whether we recognize Him or not, He reigns, and He reigns supreme. Speaking as an earthly father, I'm looking forward to catching up. My own father is home with his heavenly father. My daughter and my son will call on Sunday, wishing me well. And for me, those calls mean so much. The love that we have for each other comes through. We can't be together, separated by great distance across a continent and with the swelling of COVID-19 cases in between. But we can socially distance by FaceTime. Grandchildren can be engaged. A son-in-law, a daughter-in-law can be greeted with conversation. All together, yet all apart, we can serve the Lord our God with gladness. Human frailty laid aside, divine love supersedes. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris with the great story, this Father's Day weekend that's all about Jesus. This program is called Paul's Old New Testament. Here we are at the end the end of multiple programs on Saul, who became Paul. We've looked at places where Paul traveled on his 10,000-mile journey by foot across the ancient Roman Empire. We've looked at the where. And on this final program, I want us to look at the what. What was it that the hardcore Jewish man from Tarsus taught after meeting Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus? For the rest of his life, after meeting Jesus, he was a recovering Pharisee, Growing in grace, sharing God's grace as he led people everywhere he traveled to new life in Christ. So on this final episode, Learning About Paul, I'd like you to get a copy for yourself or a copy to share of the well-crafted two-part DVD documentary In the Footsteps of Paul. Jewish Christian and British actor David Suchet will take you to places we can't even visit today. What do I think will happen if you get a copy from us of In the Footsteps of Paul? Well, since I've seen it, I know that history will come alive. Scripture will come alive. Your faith will become more alive. Just one thing I ask. June 30th is the end of our fiscal year. It will be a COVID-19 summer. We don't even know what that means for a listener-supported ministry like us. I only ask that you pray about what you can send to help. But I want to send you in the footsteps of Paul. So after this final program, call us, would you, at 800-654-2836, 800-654-2836, or you're welcome always at our website, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And now let's open with a group from Ireland and a song called nailed to the cross when I stand accused by my regrets and the devil roars his empty threats I will preach the gospel to myself that I am not a man condemned for Jesus Christ is my defense my sin is nailed to the cross my soul is healed by the scars, the weight of guilt I bear now. 
comes back to the cross always, doesn't it? If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, I'm Charles Morris, and that was Wren Collective, nailed to the cross. And I want to wish everyone a happy Father's Day weekend, whether you are a father or not. Friday being Juneteenth this year. Nearly 50 years before the birth of Christ, the Roman Emperor Julius Caesar resettled the ancient city of Corinth. It filled up with merchants and philosophers and various religious groups, including a Jewish population. A century later, Corinth had its reputation. It was a port city and therefore critical to commerce and military strategy. But it had also become known as a city of vices. Sin City, like Las Vegas, that has that same reputation. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, they say. But the city of Corinth had a phrase as well. The phrase they had was to Corinthize, referring to drunkenness and sexual immorality. How could anyone bring hope and truth to a city like that? Well, one voice came and was crying out in that wilderness of apostasy, the Apostle Paul. And his message, we preach Christ crucified, the cross. Think of how odd it would have been to the Corinthians. It's like Paul was saying that the remedy for sin and the problem of sin was death. And that's what crucifixion was. To the Jewish community, it was blasphemy, a stumbling block to say that the Messiah was hanged on a tree. And for Gentiles, they would have just thought of it as foolishness, the cross, the worst kind of death imaginable in the mind of a Greco-Roman. How could that save anyone? But Saul, who became Paul, understood the connection between sin and death, and he knew that Jesus Christ was the only one who could save us. And that's why we're on this final program. Paul's Old New Testament. Paul wrote in his letters, Nothing that was absolutely brand new. He was simply showing how Christ was the fulfillment of all that had been written by divine inspiration before. He was showing that the Lord's word to us is, as we like to say on this program, all about Jesus. When he read the prophet Hosea, for instance, Paul saw a message about sin and death. The prophet Hosea 
like other Old Testament prophets. Hosea's very life became a message to Israel. The Lord commanded him to marry a promiscuous woman named Gomer, a woman of harlotry, as some versions say. Many of us know the story of Hosea and Gomer, but it can be easy to miss what their relationship actually meant. The Lord used Hosea's very life and marriage to illustrate to Israel that they had become adulterers. They had given themselves to idolatry. They paid lip service to the Lord, of course, but really they had failed to worship him from the heart. They forgot his commandments. And in these ways, an entire nation had become just like Gomer. And I have to say, aren't we like that today? If you're a believer, you know what this is like. We know the Lord, but we look to other things instead of the Lord. And eventually it saps our strength and it slowly kills us. It can even take our lives on this earth. Israel was unwilling to turn from their sin. And the Lord was saying they would die because of their sin. And it reminds me of the words of Paul in Romans 6. The wages of sin is death. Sin cuts us off from the Lord, the source of our life. It's like going through the desert without any water. It'll kill you. And the dying process becomes painful. Pain comes to us today in various ways in this life. Much of it has nothing to do with whether or not we've sinned. That was the mistake Job's friends made. But sometimes we sin and it causes pain. Pain for us, pain for others, pain for the Lord as we do grieve him. But the good news is that the Lord our Savior is never too far away. We can always confess our sins. We can always turn again to Christ in faith. And we can receive forgiveness and power by the Holy Spirit at work in us. I know I need to hear this again today. I need it every day. And you do as well. What are those sins that you've left unconfessed to the Lord? Can I just encourage all of us to turn them over to the Lord and to walk in the newness of life that only He can give to us? In one of Paul's most famous chapters, the resurrection chapter, 1 Corinthians 15, he talked about this as well. Let's listen to some verses read to us by British actor David Suchet. I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. 
but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. First Corinthians 15, verses 50 to 55, read for us by David Suchet, the host of the incredible two-part documentary, In the Footsteps of Paul. In a city as filled with vice as Corinth, Paul, like Hosea the prophet before him, wanted to explain that sin leads to death, but that the Lord overcomes death. That's why he quoted one of the Old Testament prophets when he said, Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? Apart from Jesus, death has the last laugh. Someone can be the richest, most powerful person in all of the world, but if they don't have Jesus, death will reign victorious in the end. I don't know if you've thought about this, but in Christ, we can join Hosea. And we can even join Paul in mocking death. Death, where is your sting? Dying becomes victory for the Christian. It's in the death of Jesus Christ that our sins are forgiven. That, of course, is why Paul resolved to preach Christ crucified. He died in our place to free us from sin and to save us from death. Those of us who have placed our faith in Jesus can look forward to our own resurrection. That's what 1 Corinthians 15 is all about. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. And then, of course, where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? When Hosea said those same words, it was a promise from the Lord. Israel would continue to sin. They would be exiled from the promised land. They would die in the end. But the Lord promised that one day he would raise them up. Death would no longer have the victory. Its sting would be done away with. That promise, of course, was fulfilled hundreds of years later in our Lord Jesus Christ. He defeated death by dying. And he assures us of our resurrection by his resurrection, by faith in him, these things can belong to us. What were those sins you thought of earlier when I mentioned what has gone unconfessed in your life? The ones that you've struggled with for so very long. Scripture tells us that we'll never avoid death by just trying harder not to sin. The message is not popular But victory over sin, as well as death, comes only by the grace of God and through the power of the Holy Spirit. Sure, we can fight our sins, but first and always, we have to rest in Jesus. The solution to our sin problem is indeed death, Christ's death for you and for me. Whatever your sins that you thought of, whatever you're wrestling with even today, In the short, recent term or in the long term, turn to Christ. Embrace him by faith. His arms are wide open to needy sinners, even today. Even this Father's Day weekend, 
just like us. When I look back at what I thought was living I'm amazed at the price I chose to pay And to think I ignored what really mattered Cause I thought the sacrifice would be too great But when I finally reached the point of giving in I found the cross was calling even then And even though it took dying to survive I've never felt so much alive For I am crucified with Christ and yet My strength but his There's no greater sacrifice For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live As I hear the Savior call For daily dying I will bow the weight of Calvary. Let my hands surrender to his piercing purpose that holds me to the cross yet sets me free. I will glory in the power of the cross. The things I thought were Bye.
Crucified with Christ, the Booth Brothers, from Live at Oak Tree here on this Haven Today, Paul's Old New Testament. Our final program on a multi-week, multiple series on Saul who became Paul. One listener wrote in yesterday just to say how blessed he had been and how much he had learned from our messages on the apostle who turned the Roman world upside down. And he was so looking forward to watching the video that we have for you, the documentary. We owe so much of our Christian history to this man who was blinded, but then given new sight to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. But there's more. This documentary, first made for the BBC, is still available in North America and hosted by another Jewish man, David Suchet, who at age 40 had the spiritual blindness lifted from his eyes as he follows Jesus as his Messiah even today. The two-part DVD is called In the Footsteps of Paul. What do I think will happen if you get a copy from us of In the Footsteps of Paul Or if you have it already and get another copy to share with someone else. Well, since I've seen it, I know that history will come alive. I know that Scripture will come alive. And I know your faith will become more alive. Just one thing I ask. June 30th is the end of our fiscal year. It'll become a COVID-19 summer for a listener-supported ministry like Haven today. I don't even know what that means, but I know summers are always lean. I only ask that you pray about what you can send to help, but I want to send you in the footsteps of Paul. So right now, as this final program ends, would you call us at 800-654-2836? Or you're welcome always at our website, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And just before we go, if this program is a blessing to you and you listen regularly, then would you pray about becoming a Haven partner? Somebody who agrees to pray regularly, but give automatically monthly to keep sharing Jesus in a pagan world, and that is the world we live in, no doubt about it. Ask about becoming a Haven Partner when you call us, or read about it when you go online. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again next time, when again we get to share together the great story, the story that's all about Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. One night at the church college group my wife and I were helping lead, a young woman, new in her faith, was deeply discouraged. Another Christian had shared a verse with her from Isaiah which says, All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. And she thought, Is that all my obedience to Jesus is? Filthy rags? And the answer, then and now, is a resounding no. Filthy rags is what God sees from those who believe their good deeds can make them righteous. But if you're trusting Christ, Romans 12 says to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and 
pleasing to God. Dig deeper into God's Word daily with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.